Hello and welcome to Day 3 Live, the live broadcast of Sunday morning service at Day 3 Church in Granite Falls, North Carolina. You can learn more about our ministry at day3church.org or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash d3church. COVID-19 is affecting everyone in the country. Many people are facing struggles right now that no one could have foreseen. Layoffs, loss of income, isolation, others find they're working longer and harder hours with lots of stress. No matter where you fit into this list, one thing is for certain, we need peace now more than ever. That's why Pastor Lynn is doing a series simply titled Peace. Join us for part six, Sow and Grow Peace. Here's Pastor Lynn. Good morning, everyone, again. Um, I started to say something about this when I did the Memorial Day emphasis, but my heart was already kind of wanting to go toward crying anyway because of the Memorial Day emphasis. Um, and maybe I've got beyond that now. Uh, more, you know, John said he didn't know whether to laugh out loud or shout out loud or cry. I'm kind of the same one. It, it is really, really great to be able to look out and see you guys. And... Um, for, for those of you that are watching at home and wonder what it, that is about, uh, we did a limited access worship service today, kind of involving our, our leadership and their families. Uh, we will do something similar to that next week. Our goal is uh, when we get to the uh, uh, first Sunday in June, June the 7th, uh, we're hoping by that point in time to do three morning services, uh, limit them to an hour apiece, and that way we can uh, service the normal number of people we had coming with social distancing. So we will make a video put that on our Facebook, put it online with more information later. But that's, that's our goal. Uh, guys, with so much in our culture uh, demanding kind of the absence of peace in our lives, uh, what we have been doing is focusing upon peace uh, through this series that we simply call that. Uh, I think the Bible clearly teaches as believers, we have an available peace. We've got the capacity for peace that other people may not know anything about. And that's why we're focusing upon peace in this series. So no matter what we're facing, we ought to be able to experience peace. Now, this isn't our text this morning, but Philippians 4, 7, it calls, it refers to this kind of peace. There's a peace that passes all understanding. There's a peace that we cannot explain, that we can have in the middle of whatever we're going through. Uh, and, and that's the kind of peace we hope and pray for you. But guys, it's also clear in the Bible to me that as Christians, we're not just supposed to keep peace to ourselves. We're supposed to do what we can to invest peace, to encourage peace in the lives of other people. And that's what I want to talk about today. It's not for you and I to say, well, no matter what I'm going through, I can have peace. It's also for us to, to figure out how we can better encourage peace in the lives of others. And we're going to be in James chapter 3 and verse 18. And I'll read that verse in about three translations. You've already heard one of those translations in just a moment. But it seems to me that you and I ought to view ourselves maybe like this. We ought to view ourselves as catalysts of peace to where we try to encourage peace in the lives of others. Uh, according to what we're going to read in James, it sounds like maybe we ought to view ourselves as farmers of peace. And of course, a farmer will go out and sow something and grow something. So the title of the message today is this, Sow and Grow Peace, because I think that's what James 
uh, calls us to. God inspired him to write uh, these words. Let me read it to you in the NIV to begin with. Uh, Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Now, that's kind of the main one I'll stay with, but I'll allude uh, to some of the others. James 3.18 in the ESV says this, a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. And then the Amplified Bible that you heard read just a few moments ago by Jeff and Sandy uh, tells us this, and the seed whose fruits is righteousness, and then in, in parenthetical statement there, spiritual maturity, it is sown in peace by those who make peace. And then there's a bracket there that kind of explains that a little bit more by actively encouraging goodwill between individuals. So as followers of Christ, as Christians, we're supposed to sow peace. We're supposed to sow peace in such a way that, that reaps a harvest of righteousness or a, a harvest of, of God's will in our lives, us following God's word in our lives, us living our lives in a way that, that looks more and more and more like Jesus. That's the, the type of peace we're supposed to be sowing in, in our lives. It brings about a, a harvest of spiritual maturity, but not just in our own lives, in the lives of others. This seed of peace that we're supposed to be sharing ought to be sown by Christians in such a way, because it says sown in peace, to actively encourage goodwill or peace between other people, between other individuals. So since as followers of Christ, we're supposed to act as farmers of peace, let's consider two main questions today about sowing peace and growing peace. Really simple questions. Here's question number one. What are you sowing? I mean, honestly, I want you to evaluate your own life. What is it that you sow on a day-to-day basis in your life? What are you dispensing out? What do others experience coming from your life? What is it that you are sowing? In the NIV, here's what James 3.18, the first part of the verse says, peacemakers who sow in peace. So we've got this obligation as Christians to be sowing peace. But to help us unpack that a little bit more, you need to answer this question, what are you sowing? We need to answer that question. The answer to that question depends greatly upon who you are. In other words, your makeup, the way you act, the, the, the way your disposition is, the way your attitude is on a day-to-day basis. He, he said they're peacemakers, and uh, some translations say those who make peace, and that literally means to make or do that which brings about peace, that which brings about quietness, rest. Uh, the word also means to set it one again, because this same word for peace is used talking about lost people being set at one or joined back together with God through Jesus, through faith in him. But, but ask yourself this morning, honestly ask yourself who you are. Say, who, who am I? Are you the kind of person that sows peace in the lives of others? Or maybe you're the kind of person that uh, you, you've got attitudes and actions that sow friction and discord and conflict. And, and, and that's just kind of what exudes from you. Uh, and when people think of you, instead of thinking about peace, regrettably, they may be thinking about turmoil and friction and havoc and, and those types of things. You, you see, the kind of attitudes we have spills over in the kind of actions we have, and that speaks greatly to who we are as an individual. So some people, because they've got a natural disposition maybe not to be a peacemaker, they've got a natural disposition to be negative, that, that means you really need to ask the Holy Spirit of God to help you, if you know Christ is your Savior, to be a peacemaker. 
Because your natural life may be one of just kind of spewing out the other type of stuff. Now, I'll be transparent. I've spewed out the other type of stuff. My wife is over here. She can shake her head and say, yes, amen to that, that I have done that before. And if all of you will be in, uh, honest, all of you that are here and all of you that are home, you'll have to say the same thing. Sometimes you have spewed out the wrong kind of stuff. But, but ask yourself this morning, what kind of person are you? Because that will have a great deal to do with what you are sowing. If you are naturally a peacemaker, then you're the type of person who sets out to make peace. You're the type of person that sets out to do the kinds of things that help sow peace and the soul of the lives of other people, if you're the kind of person that wants to sow peace. So the answer to the question partly about what you are sowing has to do with who you are, just the, the general makeup of who you are. But, but there's a second aspect of that also that can help us answer the question, what are you sowing? And the second aspect is this, your answer to what you're sowing also depends greatly upon what you are doing. What is it that you're doing? Are you trying to sow peace? The, the word for sow or is sown, depending on your translation, uh, that, that's used here in the original Greek, has the idea of, of extending to scatter of extending to scatter. In other words, to, to, to sow, to be a sower. You're, you're throwing something out in the field is the picture that that's given there. But part of the word also means this. It means to receive a seed. Before you can scatter a seed, before you have anything to sow, you have to receive that seed in order to have something that you can take and draw out of that uh, bag that the seed is in and, and throw it. So, so we're to sow it says in peace. Uh, it seems like all through this series, as we've talked about peace, a lot of times there's a tense in the Greek that shows up that means to do so in a fixed position. And that's what we're told here also. You and I as believers, in a fixed position, we're to have this disposition in our life, this activity in our life, that what we're sowing is peace in the life of others. We're sowing things that bring people together. We're sowing things that bring about rest, that bring about peace, that sets at one again other people. So think about that again. When someone sows, they have to extend their hand. And guys, if we're going to maybe bring peace into the lives of others, it's just like a farmer going out into the field. He has to reach down the bag and has to extend his hand to throw the seed. We're going to have to extend our hand to other people. We're going to have to reach out to other people with the gospel especially. We'll talk more about that in a moment. But we're going to have to reach out to other people in order to, to sow peace in their lives. We have to extend our hands toward them in order for us to scatter and throw the, the kind of seed that can bring about a harvest of peace in, in their lives. In order to sow in peace, you have to be a sower of peace. Now, I know that sounds simplistic, but don't miss that. If you're going to sow peace... You have to be the kind of person that can do that. You have to be the kind of person that has that disposition by the Holy Spirit working in your life to actually sow peace. So how does, can we do that as believers? Well, primarily, I, I think it involves this. You and I can sow peace in the lives of others by sowing the gospel. Amen? Because it's the gospel of Christ that brings peace between a lost person and God. It's the gospel that we can sow in the lives of others that can transform their life. Their life may be torn all to pieces by all the, the disorder and everything that's in our culture today, or maybe by all the guilt of sin in, in their life. But we can actually help to sow peace in their lives 
by sowing the gospel seed to them, by, by encouraging them in the greatest way we can, by bringing them into a relationship with holy God. That's why we need to be cast in that which brings about peace between lost sinners and God in the sowing of the gospel. That's what we're doing. We're bringing people who are separated from God back together into a joint relationship with God. Through sowing the gospel of Christ, we can bring into the lives of others real, true peace that they can have no matter what else is going on in the world, no matter what else is going on in their life. By sowing the gospel, we can bring quietness, we can bring confident rest to those who have been set at one again with God. But before you can do that, and before I can do that, we have to receive the seed of the gospel ourselves. I can't go out without having the gospel myself and give the gospel to somebody else. I have to have that seed that I have received. I have to have that seed in my life so I can extend it, so I can share it with someone else. That, and that's part of what the word sow man also means to receive seed. So in order for a person to sow seed, whether it's a farmer or whatever, you have to go down to the seed store. You have to go down to the farmer store. You have to buy the seed in order to extend it. And you and I as believers, before we can extend the gospel seed, we have to receive that seed from Jesus. When a farmer goes out to sow seed in his field, uh, he is throwing out a seed that contains the potential of life in it because that seed came from a living plant or a living vegetable. And when it is sown and planted in the right way, it brings forth life. And guys, in a similar way, we who are Christians, we've received the seed of the gospel. We've received it from life-giving Jesus Christ, the one who is life. And we need to be willing to share that with others. And that's one way we can bring about peace in the life of other people. But let me ask that from another angle also. Let me focus on it in a different way as I ask you, what are you doing? The primary thing we ought to do, as I've already said, is sowing the seed of the gospel. But we can be doing the primary thing, and if we're doing it with the wrong attitude and the wrong spirit, if we're doing it with the opposite of peace in our hearts and our minds as we're trying to share the gospel with others, we're not going to grow a lot of stuff. We're not going to grow a lot of peace in the lives of other people. You, you can have the, the right message, and you can sow it in the wrong way. We're with the wrong kinds of attitudes and actions, then the seed of the gospel is not going to grow very well. So we need to ask ourselves once again this question, are, are you sowing? Am I sowing peace from our life? Are we drawing out from our life peace that can be beneficial for others. You see, when, when you go and plant a field, when you go and plant your garden, you're normally doing it so it'll grow and you can eat something from it. Amen? Same thing ought to be true of the gospel. We, we ought to be planting peace and showing the peace, share, sharing the peace of the gospel, the seed of the gospel in such a way that other people can actually benefit from it, that other people can actually feed from it. Ask yourself what kind of harvest you're growing. Are, are, you, are you sowing things that you yourself can feed upon? 
Or are you sowing things that others can feed upon spiritually? Are you sowing with attitudes and actions that bring rest to others? Are you sowing with attitudes and actions that bring quietness to others? Or, or do they kind of see you like an emotional hurricane coming in toward their lives and they're kind of got the, the, the walls up and they don't want to have anything to do with you instead of trying to receive what you're trying to give them? They're running the other way because they see you as this emotional tornado, this emotional hurricane that's bringing havoc into their lives. So what are you doing? Are you, are, you, are you really showing peace in the lives of others? And if so, are you doing it with the right, the right way? Once again, that tense said that we're to be sowing. James writes, we're to be peacemakers in a fixed position. We're to be people that join in they, they join people together with God, but we're to be people that, that, that help bring about peace between individuals. We're to be the kind of people that sow peace, and we're, and we're trying to bring people together instead of being the type of person that causes separation. So if you're a follower of Christ, that means you're to be a peacemaker. You're to be the kind of person that brings quiet and, and rest and, and into the lives of others. So once again, what are you sowing? What are you, what are you sowing in, in your life? Who are you? Are you the kind of person that's a peacemaker? What you sow greatly depends upon who you are and what you're doing. Second part of this verse I want to look at this morning is this. Not just what are you sowing, but the second main question is this. What are you growing? What are you growing? Because the second part of, second part of James 3.18 said this. Those that are planting or sowing peace, he says, reap a harvest of righteousness. So, so once again, the, the answer to this question, what are you growing, kind of depends upon what you're reaping. Now, guys, a lot of these evaluation points we may not like. I, I may not like what I see if I look at my life and, and see, all right, what am I really reaping? What kind of harvest is coming about for my life? But that's what I'm asking us to do today. That's what I'm asking you at home to do as you watch this, to, to honestly ask yourself, what is it that you're reaping in your life? He said reap a harvest. That, that word for, for harvest literally means a fruit that's plucked. It's the same word we saw when we did a message a few weeks ago about the fruits of the Spirit. That there ought to be some things growing in your life. The, the root word means to seize or take for oneself. It means to prefer. The, the, an additional root word is, is built upon it. It even means to sell away or weigh the anchor. So I'll say more about that in just a moment. But honestly, as you look at the field of your life. Kind of evaluate this morning what the field of your own life looks like. What kind of harvest is there? I mean, what, what are you seeing growing from what you've been planting? As, as you inspect the fruit of your life, what do you find? I mean, first of all, is, is there anything growing there at all as you inspect your life? Or are you Having any kind of fruit grow, is there anything there growing at all, especially anything that might be beneficial? See, the Bible warns us about what we sow and what we reap. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 through 10, it says, Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. The one who sows to his own flesh will from his flesh reap corruption, and the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. 
Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us, and he's talking to believers, so guys, if you know Christ your Savior, this, this applies to all of us. So that we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Everyone includes everybody. <laughs> But especially, we better be loving each other as believers, amen? Jesus said, by our love for each other, all the rest of the world will be convinced to know that we're authentic. So we need to be sure that we're loving each other. So if you're reaping the wrong thing, if you're getting the wrong harvest, if you're not getting the harvest you desire, you expect it, maybe you're planting the wrong thing. <laughs> maybe you've been sowing the wrong thing in your life. You've been sowing the wrong seed. And what we as believers need to do, based upon what we're told in James this morning, is this. We need to sow in peace if we want to reap a harvest of righteousness. So honestly, this morning, can you yourself eat what's growing in your life? I mean, can you feed upon it spiritually and it be a blessing to you? Is there anything growing in your life that you can actually want to reach out and pluck and grab and take like a fruit and eat and enjoy it? Is there anything that's growing in, in, in your life that, that makes you want to prefer righteousness? Does the harvest that you're growing make your life feel free? Because one of the root words that I explained a moment ago for the word harvest or the word fruit talked about a ship that's weighted its anchor and that ship is selling free. So in your life, are you growing the kind of things in your life that make you feel free? That make you feel free of guilt and free of your past and Really just free? Or are you growing things in your life that make you feel like you've got an anchor weighing you down with all the guilt of the past and all the things that you're supposed to be set free of if you're a Christian? If you're not a Christian, you need to trust in Christ because he wants to forgive you for all those things and set you free from all that guilt. But ask yourself if there's anything like that that you can feed upon in your life and as I said earlier, it's not just about us, guys. Oh, if the church could figure that out, amen, if we'd figure that out. It is not just about us. It's about God and it's about others. So that means we also need to ask ourselves this question. Is there anything growing in our lives spiritually that other people will reach out and pluck? That they see it to be like an attractive fruit and they want to feed upon it, that they can benefit from it. Is there anything growing from our lives that makes other people want to desire righteousness? Or are there things in our lives that's causing other people to feel weighed down by the anchor that is you or the anchor that's me instead of us helping them feel, feel free? In other words, can they eat what you're producing? Can they spiritually feed upon any righteousness being produced in your life? Is there anything worth others taking in season for their own life? What are you growing? Well, what you're growing kind of depends upon what you're reaping, but you also need to ask yourself this question as you try and answer the question, what are you growing? You need to ask yourself, what do I want to grow? All of us right now would probably say, you know what? <laughs> I don't think I'm growing the harvest fully that I ought to grow. Because we're talking about a harvest of righteousness. So maybe we're not completely where we ought to be. And that's why I'm saying we ought to ask ourselves the question, what is it we want to grow? 
So if we really want to grow a harvest of righteousness, we can change some things in our lives. The Holy Spirit can help us, transform us more, to be more and more like Jesus, to where we can change some things in our lives. What do you want to grow? The answer to that question ought to be centered upon the will of God and the Word of God. As followers of Christ, we ought to want to grow righteousness. And that word means equity of character. It especially means Christian justification. It means to be innocent or to be holy. As Christians, we ought to desire to sow and reap more righteousness in our personal lives. We, we ought to be spiritually growing peace in our own lives. And the result of that will be a harvest of more righteousness in our lives. The, the equity of, of, of our character as Christians ought to be this. We are becoming more and more and more like Jesus. He is transforming us as we allow his will and his word to, to work in and through our lives. There ought to be this character growing in our lives because we've been justified through faith in Jesus. We've been made righteous. We're not righteous. None of us were righteous. All of us are sinners lost without any hope whatsoever. But through the gospel, through Jesus, he has made us righteous. And that means we ought to have more and more of the desire to live like he's made us, to live more and more innocent, holy, set-apart lives. And once again, it's not just about us. <laughs> the more we sow in peace in the lives of others, we ought to begin seeing a harvest of righteousness in the fields of others, in the harvest field that we are working in. The Amplified Bible put it like this again. And the seed whose fruits is righteousness, the seed that we're planting ought to be growing righteousness or spiritual maturity in the lives of others, is sown in peace. If we're not sowing in peace, we're not going to be growing righteousness. It is sown in peace by those who make peace. That's why we need to be peacemakers, the kind of people that make peace. And as we are sowing it says this, we will reap this kind of harvest that will actively encourage goodwill between individuals. As we actively encourage goodwill or peace between others, the more a harvest of righteousness will grow. That's what we should want to grow as followers of Christ. That ought to be the goal of, of the way we are sowing peace in our lives. We ought to be sowing in a way that encourages others to live at peace with each other. We, we ought to be sowing peace in such a way that the result will be more and more of a harvest of peace in the lives of others. There'll be a harvest of God's will active in the lives of others. Instead of hatred, conflict, friction, gossip, revenge, God, regrettably, guys, that's what a lot of Christians sow. Instead of us sowing things that bring about conflict, friction, gossip, revenge, instead, if we're sowing the right way, with the right attitude and the right spirit, we'll begin to see peace, a peace-reaping harvest in the lives of others. In the verses leading up to our text this morning, verse 18. We won't take time to read it. You can read it later. But James focuses upon things that causes conflict. 
He talks about our words. <laughs> you ever said things that you didn't really mean, you shouldn't have said, and it caused conflict? He talks about our tongues doing a lot of damage, like a flame that destroys. He, he talks about an untamed tongue being full of poison. He's talking about some people believing they can somehow bless God and turn around and curse people with the next breath. He, he talks about our conduct, how it ought to be in meekness with God's wisdom. It ought to be void of bitter jealousy, selfish ambition, boasting, and falsehood. Jealousy and selfishness cause disorder and cause vile practices is what he tells us leading up to this verse. But he also tells us in those verses that God's wisdom is pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy, good fruits with impartiality and sincerity. And guys, in other words, God has a mandate for our lives as Christians. God has a mandate for us as Christians. And the mandate is we're, so, we're to sow peace and we're to grow a harvest of righteousness. That's his mandate for our lives. Christians should never, ever sow discord, conflict, friction, or hatred. Matter of fact, it's a serious thing to be a troublemaker in God's family. One of the sins that God hates in Proverbs chapter 6 is this, discord among brethren. Out of that list there in Proverbs 6, 16 through 19, of seven things that God hates. James tells us, I think, that we're called to be farmers of peace. Where we're called to grow peace, to sow peace and grow peace, which will bring forth a harvest of what is right in God's eyes. That's what righteousness is, what is right in God's eyes. Let me give you some supporting verses, and then I'll, I'll pray with you guys, and we're going to have an invitation. Romans 12, 18, if it is impossible, as far as it depends on you, you can't control the other person, but as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. James chapter 14, verse 19, let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and mutual edification. 1 Thessalonians 5, 15, C, which means make sure. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Jesus said this in his Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers. Now, guys, that simply tells me this. Any, any of us that are gathered together here, would you agree you don't want to be blessed by God? You want to live a blessed life? You that are watching online, would, would you kind of agree with that? Yeah, I'd like to be blessed by God. I'd like to live a, a, a blessed life. We'll be a peacemaker. That's what Jesus said. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. <laughs> if I want to look more like a son of God, I need to be a better peacemaker. If you want to look more like the children of God, if you want to look more like a, a, a child of God, you need to be a peacemaker. Let's pray. Father, this morning, forgive us for all the times we have failed to be peacemakers. Help us to change the way we view ourselves. Father, help us to view ourselves as being farmers of peace. That we're to sow peace and grow peace in such a way that brings forth a harvest of righteousness. 
while they help others to see us as people they welcome into their lives because they, they view us as the followers of Christ, as someone that's going to speak peace into their life, that's going to bring a more, more peaceful environment into their life. God forbid that others would ever see us as someone they, they don't even want to be around because they're afraid we're going to bring more friction and more conflict, more heartbreak. God, help us to be good farmers of peace. Father, I pray for anyone that may be gathered with us this morning live or anyone that's watching online. Father, I pray for anyone that may not know Christ the Savior. Help them to settle that right now this morning. Father, if they've never trusted Christ as their Savior, Father, give them the faith they need right now to believe in the Prince of Peace, to believe in the only one that can bring peace to their lives, to trust in the only one that can bring them back together with God, to set them at peace with God. And then, Father, transform their lives and change them to where they will go out into this world and they'll be peacemakers by sharing the gospel. They'll be peacemakers by the attitude and the actions they convey in their lives. Father, help us to be more that as your body, as your church. Make us to be known as peacemakers. Bless us as peacemakers. Help us to look more like the children of God. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Right now this morning, especially you that are watching online, down below the comments, if, if you just trusted Christ as your Savior, please let us know that so we can follow up with you. I mean, you, you can type something as simple, I, I, I just prayed and received Christ. Uh, if you'll type, I did, we'll follow up with you. How's that? If maybe you don't know about typing everything else, if you'll just put, I did. If, you, if you've got questions, if you'll just type, I've got questions, then, then we'll do our best to try and follow up with you. If you're a believer this morning that's been a little bit void of peace, that's why we're doing this series. Understand that you can have a peace that passes all understanding. And if you need more of that in your life, let us know that also so we can pray for you. Reach out to us in any way possible through our website. We have our email addresses there. Through our Facebook page, we'd love to engage with you more. See if there's any way any way that we can help. What kind of seeds have you sown in your life? Are there relationships you need to repair? It is possible. God wants you to sow and harvest peace in your relationships, and it starts with being at peace with Him. Maybe you realize today that you need Him. We encourage you to reach out to the Lord in prayer. Jesus is listening and waiting for you to come to Him and receive His peace. If you prayed that prayer with Pastor Lynn today, we'd love to talk to you. We're here to pray with you, love you, and offer support. Please contact us at day3church.com. We care about you and we want to connect with you. We're here to help. Until next time, this is Pastor John reminding you that God is greater than your circumstance and His mercies are new every morning. It's time to experience a new day in your life.